episode 191. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back once again, everybody, to the Dharmic Evolution. We've got a real treat for you today. We've got somebody who's an author, speaker, and thought leader. I love having this kind of guest on, and she's really special. She's a spiritual transformation teacher, healing facilitator, and international best-selling author. She currently offers her work through her online academy, The Soul Collective, and every Sunday hosts a virtual Soul Sister Circle for all to join. Yeah, this lady's stacking the cool left, right, sideways, and upside down. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride with Gina Harris. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like nonprofit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries, and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres, we know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to James at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Welcome, Gina, to the Dharmic Evolution. So good to have you on board today. It's so great to be here, James. Thank you so much for inviting me. You know, it's um, it's so funny. Uh, Gina and I met uh, last year, at actually the beginning of this year, and uh, we met in Phoenix, Arizona, at this wonderful uh, marketing program that we both attended uh, for Facebook marketing, and got connected to some really interesting and fabulous people. And Gina was at the top of my list there as far as somebody who is really working hard and all the things you have built so far are just incredible. You got three books out, you've got this awesome website, you got your TV thing going on. And um, before we dive into all of that, I wanted to also just recognize and admire you uh, for your walk with the Lord and um, just commend you on that and being so um so outspoken and so you know transparent and and totally vulnerable in your um approach and your conversations to people that you know know that about you i love it and and i love how you put that because it has been an ever folding, unveiling um, expansion that God has really been working through me. And that's exciting for me. And um, as I've grown also, I realize that it's at a different level now where I feel like I can be transparent and vulnerable. And I guess that's even part of my book that is, has been a pivotal moment where it's helped me to get my voice and be able to trust within Jesus to help me um, just share 
um, my, not only my story, because my show is called Soul Stories, but also being able to share with the world how and what my relationship is with God. And for that, I'm really excited because I think that it's important to have that intimate relationship with God, not defined by how our, you know, conditioned state of the way that we live in our world uh, tells us what that should look like, because I think that's varies, you know, the, the relationship that we have with God is very intimate and can look differently. And so for that, I'm really excited to be able to start um, talking more about it. Yeah, we, you hit it on the head when you said it, it's different and its intimacy is clearly, there's no cookie cutter here ever because, you know, the, the genius of God is that, you know, no two raindrops are created equal or snowflakes or human beings for that matter. So we all ha have our unique and very personalized uh, not only DNA, but, you know, the characteristics of our personality, how we think, how we feel, how we walk, how we talk, all these things are so unique. So um, as our relationships with God is very different too. And I was always like you, you, we had talked at the outset here about um, you were raised, um, you know, in a, in a, a Christian format, but, but I think you were saying it wasn't as deep as nearly as deep as, as your relationship is now. And there's a growing process that happens here, isn't there, Gina? It's like, kind of like we're, we have to keep, we have to keep being disappointed and falling down and not getting it. And all these things happen. We're stumbling into trees and we're saying, what, what is this all about? I never understood, um, you know, when the, the Jehovah's Witnesses would come with the Bibles and I used to throw up my hands. And, and um, it, it wasn't until I found my own brand of relationship that I kind of started to understand it, you know? So can you share, do you feel um, some of what I'm saying? Or can you give, share your version of what I'm trying to say? Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Not only do I totally resonate with what you're saying is I think that that's where I got confused because early on my mom, you know, she was more her, her and my spirit. Cause she now is with the Lord, but her and my, uh, her and myself are the same in the sense of, you know, honoring a person with their belief system and their, their um, walk with God and, and how they interpret it. Um, and I think that I, being raised the way that I was, also having the cousins and you know family members who we have lots of different religions in our extended family, but I, within me being an observer, would always notice how people were fighting about that, even within our family, about who's right way. You know, if you go to church on Saturday versus Sunday, if you eat a certain meat or you pray a certain way, and that always, you know, has, has impacted even my life in a bigger way. And you hit the, something um, that I don't know that you hit, knew that you hit, but you said something about cookie cutter. And did you know my book is, it's who were you before the world told you who to be, but it's how to step into your highest purpose and embrace your uniqueness in a cookie cutter world. So you use those. Oh, wow. I am good. Am I not? <laughs> you are good. <laughs> 
No, I wanted to talk about that book because you had mentioned the title when I first met you. I mean, you, you, they, we were, I think Sandy had reached out to the class and said, you know, share, you know, what you're doing, what your stories are. And I'll never forget when you came out with that title, everybody just stopped and went, whoa, that is the most cool title, you know? Um, so let's segue, you know, from the story of, uh, talking about Jesus and how, how we're guided by his, um, you know, his loving presence. How did you get connected to the world you are in? When did you know that you had all of this talent inside of you and all of these gifts to share? And when did it occur to you? Did you have an epiphany one day or was it a slow burning process that made you finally step up and say, you know what, I've got a wealth of things that I need to bring to share with people and help people? So James, um, way back, like even when I was a child, I've always, um, you know, connected to the angels and stuff that I didn't feel comfortable even saying. Certainly I would have never said that in my twenties. Only certain people knew that part of me, my mom being one of them. Um, but I had more of fear around it, fear about how the world would receive that sort of, um, you know, talking about that. And so for me, I even can reflect, I'm 47 now, and I can look back and see that Jesus was actually teaching me to trust him. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, I went into working a corporate job. I actually worked for 22 years, um, but I always would mentor people like on the side. And it took my own healing myself from working the 12 hours and doing this, what I feel, felt that, I was supposed to do, live a life that I was supposed to live, um, getting the, the good paying job, the, you know, the white picket fence, all of those things that I talk about even in my book. But what I really was passionate about, even in my role in that job, I was a manager. And one of my favorite things was being able to mentor other employees and even other managers and helping them even on their path. So even now I can reflectively look back and Jesus was using me. But when it came to an end and I was like, wow, when I went through my own finding healing through laughter yoga and, you know, some of the, just the healing modalities that I used, I started my business on the side and it just took off like wildfire. I filled my client list so quickly, but I wasn't, I think, you know, there's a lot to be said when you don't have to have that pressure about the money because I still had my job. Yeah. And what I found was, wow, what am I doing? And then of course I had a baby that I hadn't planned for. And I call him my little Buddha because literally my, my youngest was graduating high school and I was supposed to literally move away, get my own kind of building and the work that I was doing. That was my roadmap. I'm moving. I'm going to do that. And then, uh, my career is going to take off even to the next level. Then God says, really, you think so? You're, and I became pregnant and it was like this shock and that's a whole other story in itself, but it Congratulations. Led, it, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He's, he actually helped remind me, hello, we need you doing something else now in this world. So I walked away from it all and that's, it is a long story, but that's kind of the, the sum of it. And it led me to starting sisterhood connections. And recently, you know, um, I just posted on Facebook literally this week. So it's pivotal. This interview is pivotal because I had to say goodbye to that. And it's 
part that was painful, hurtful, but it's this walk with Jesus that I am in such full faith that I have no idea where I'm going. I do to a degree. He get, he lets me see only enough. Yeah. I'm in that passion and excitement. And then he's like, I need you to trust me. Yeah, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, it's in, in the scripture over and over, you know, just trust the Lord. And the reason is, I think it's because mostly he, prote- he protects us from our own ambitions. Like we're all out to, like none of us have any patience. Let's face it. We're all <laughs> out to like, we want it done now. You know, it's like, I got this great idea and I won't settle for anything, but now I want it now. <laughs> and and um, the, the process, if, if that were to happen, we would probably do more damage than good um, to ourselves in the long run. So I think it's kind of, um, it's kind of a fail safe to have that. So why don't you talk a little bit about sister, uh, sister connections, sisterhood connections, because I saw your Facebook post and, um, first of all, describe exactly what it is for everybody listening and then why, you know, what led to saying goodbye to it and, and the, the circumstances surrounding that event. So thank you, James. Honestly, thank you for this platform to be able to share this um, because it is something even that I haven't actually said yet. And I'm not ashamed of it. I think even going forward, it's part of my story and part of um, what what drives my passion even further in my walk with, with God. And that is um, when I started Sisterhood, I, I'm definitely not saying that God wasn't there. I actually felt that that, you know, was being guided. But what I'm going to admit to you is that I wasn't keeping him the sole source and directing and guiding. Um, I did let my, and we all do it. I'm not beating myself up, but I let my ego, you know, in, oh gosh, look at what I can do. And just like you said, we get impatient because our passion sometimes can turn into our ego driving, um, the ego driving force. And there was a lot of beautiful relationships and amazing things that were created in, in sisterhood connections. And we grew, our Facebook group was almost 5,000 women. And we had at one point in time, we had, you know, seven directors and and we were all delivering content to women helping them change their life and it was it was beautiful but where it started there's a lot that took place within that time but this last year i've been really just surrendering it all to to jesus and saying you know i i surrender it all like i can tell now i always tell my clients this you know that you're you're you probably need to let go if everything is hard. And it became that way. In the beginning, I told you I had clients, I had everything. It was just like blowing up. I could barely keep up. So I just literally just started surrender, surrender, surrender. And I heard God a year ago, James, tell me to let go of sisterhood. And then my business partner um, said that she no longer wanted to do it. And it wasn't a bad thing. It actually, I think God was speaking even through her. And that was like, cause I heard it before she told me. So that was like, Whoa, what is going on? But it took a whole year. Cause now it's been a year. Um, I heard it again and it was like, okay, I'm ready. 
I don't, I'm scared and it hurt. It was painful because it's almost like this artwork that you created and you have to actually let go of it. And it's been a piece of, of you. And now today, every day it gets better. There's more light. And I see all of these women came in just supporting me and saying, we're not going anywhere. It just looks differently. And we're actually excited for what is in store for you. So, and, and you happen to see that, um, you know, video, you commented on it and I got emotional. I even waited to do that video because I knew there's so much emotion that is yeah. all wrapped up in that. Um, but I am excited today. I'm excited. Look at what I'm doing today. Right now I'm, I'm sharing with the world in a new sort of way. Yeah. Well, congratulations on having the strength to move through this and, uh, and do it with a smile on your face. You know, mm -hmm. I know, I know it's always hard to let go of you. You know, that's another one of your children, you know, just like artists write songs, all our songs are our children. You know, it's the same thing when you're creating something, it's, it's part of the family, you know, so it's, it is tough to say goodbye to. So, so again, staying on the trail of like when you first knew that you had the ability and the drive and the ambition and the talent to do these kinds of things, to reach out and support and help people, like where were you in your life when you first got the idea that, man, I should be doing something outside of a regular job or a corporate job or, or what have you. Can you describe like how that came on and, and where you went first? Yeah. So I think it was, as I shared, mentoring other employees okay. and without, with leaving names behind, there was something pivotal that happened one day. I had come into work. I was working a night shift and I went into the vault where um, we had an employee that was sitting, um, you know, that was her, her shift. She's in a little conformed space where she handles the money. Um, and I went in and I immediately felt God like, whoa, something's going on here. And I've always been kind of that vessel. People have always shared with me. I've always been uh, labeled as you're the mama. Everyone shares everything with you. And sometimes it's even awkward what they share because like, okay, what is going on here? Well, That's because not, we're cancers. People trust the cancers. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, my, my fellow cancer brother. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I walk in and I felt, you know, God just like you, we each, when you build that relationship with God, you just know those moments where it's like, you're listening. And I remember reaching out to her and she didn't show like she had been quiet for a couple of weeks and, you know, people go through things. And even as a manager, you don't want to pry. But what had happened was I, you know, said, I just felt guided to say, you know, I'm here. If you ever need anything, like, is everything going, are you okay? I don't remember exactly what it was that I said, but just letting her know that even outside of, of work that I was there for her and I felt that she needed something bigger and she burst into tears and she shared with me that she actually was going to commit suicide that night. Wow. And it changed me, James. On a cellular level, it rocked my world. Um, and, and smaller scale things had happened, but I felt like, whoa, what is going on? And I can't explain to you the, I, I couldn't let go of that for at least a month, like every day, just like what happened? 
anyway, she ended up, um, you know, I started coaching her like outside of work because she didn't know who she could trust, you know, and she felt she could trust me. And she shared with me lots of intimate things about her life. And now, I mean, you know, that's in the past and now she's healthy and she's, you know, everything going great for her. But that was a pivotal moment for me going, wow. And, and really going back to the drawing board and going, you know, at one point in time, I loved what I did, but at that time I was actually miserable. Yeah. And so that was the pivotal moment. Some people have lots. That was the pivotal moment. Um, and I didn't know what that was going to look like, but that's when it started unfolding because I was actually pregnant with my, my son. So time. then, so that's a joyous time and, and a challenging time all at the same time with this, with the circumstances surrounding this woman. So, um, at that point, did people start to seek you out and, and look for your help? Or was it a kind of a word of mouth thing that just happened and you know, people referring to you and you finding people, um, it was, was it serendipitous? Was it just like, Oh, you know what? I'm a coach and there's a client. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that sounds a little too easy, but how, how did it work for you? It like actually just, was easy, James. And that's, what's crazy. That's when you know, you're fully walking in alignment with your highest purpose. I think, yeah. you know, you just know because it is more effortless. I'm not saying you can't, you know, you don't have to go out and try, but the, it was easy because what I did was I started meeting clients actually in a coffee shop. I didn't even have an office space. I started meeting them. Um, and it was interesting because I didn't go out and go looking. It was like, like you said, word of mouth just took over and then, Oh, I got your number. I don't know exactly what you do, but blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I realized I was scheduling people and meeting them in a coffee shop I charged for the hour you know yeah. we, would, we would go and have sessions and then I was like wow it, I was more excited like I couldn't wait to get off work so I could do that and um thank god I have a beautiful husband who totally supported me because my family and my friends thought I had gone off the rocker when I said, I'm trading my high paid job and this is what I'm doing. And it was a slow process. I stepped out of that role into an hourly position. I was there for a whole year and building um, my coaching side by side went from full-time Monday through Friday to part-time only four hours a day. And then my clients, list I ended up before I walked away I couldn't take any new clients so I never once did you know social media Facebook right uh, it was word of mouth 100% but I think I feel it was God bringing these people to me yeah that's fantastic let me ask you this was there a certain time in all your mentoring and coaching that you had that you remembered there was a particular person that um, was so lost and you were trying to work with them and you thought you had lost them because they just, for whatever reason, their circumstances were so difficult. They were just challenged, you know, to the hilt and they were going to walk away and somehow you managed to save the day by whatever the right meeting or the right circumstance came up and the whole thing flipped around. Did you ever have anything like that that you can share with us? I, two, 
two people stand out. So I'm thinking, oh gosh, okay. which one do I share? Because they're they're both there's there's a common theme there, and I, I now am realizing that it's the work that God kind of has me doing. And neither of them believed in God. They had a very negative experience with even the word God. And um, I guess I'll, I'll share the woman. Um, when she came to me, she was hurting. She had a lot of brokenness, but she was raised in a different sort of religion. I don't even know what, what it was, but it was more about fearing God. And she would get abused when she would do the wrong things, spill something, you know, and, and she's going to hell. It was very distorted oh. and very dysfunctional. And so I, I used the word God, but I could feel her energy. She had a reaction to that. So I, being who I am, would change and use language that was more comforting to her the universe, energy, because that is kind of my gift. I can bridge that gap. Yeah. So I began to talk with her about that. And we built this really strong relationship and bond. And after about a year, um, I felt like she knew me. I knew her. I began to talk about God a little more. And I told her, you know, I'm not here. I'm actually not here to minister to you. But I just feel like I wanted to share this with you, you know. And so I would share things that helped me get my clarity with my relationship with God. And do you know, to this day now, she goes, she promotes Jesus. She loves Jesus. She's reborn again. And that was her own way of finding, you know, building that relationship from fear to, um, to that. And, and there has been common themes, James, where God brings people to me that's been hurt by religion. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's a, that's a, um, that's just, um, it's an epidemic. It really is because there are so many religions and it's, it's created like a, just a ball of confusion with, with so many people <clears throat> and driven people away from the Lord in such a way that it's, um, you know, everybody, a lot of people end up blaming God. God didn't invent religion. He's God, you know? Yeah. And so, I, so I admire what you just, you know, what you just shared with us because it's a really effective and wise strategy. And it's one that I employ through my music because um, I only became a Christian artist, I guess it's, it's since um, the Gratitude album came out. And when I say that, the, I'm not using the, the billboard as, as a marquee to say, like I'm, I'm not like one of the tra traditional um, Christian artists who, who there's so many that are just wonderful. They're amazing. But I'm more of like the Trojan horse guy. I mean, with a show like Dharmic Evolution, it almost has like a very Eastern appeal. And I was sharing this with somebody recently saying that, you know, I don't want to go and play big shows to a auditorium full of Christians. I want to play to ones who are curious who can say, you know, I, I like this guy's music. I dig this guy's music, but Oh, there's a, wait a minute. He just played Jesus teaches or war of the world or, or one of my, you know, one of my gratitude is kind of on the edge there. So I'm kind of one of those artists who like a need to breathe. They, they play, they play wonderful Christian music, but they also play these short stories, slice, slice of life story, you know, type of musical stories. And I think that's the way um, I feel like that's my path like yours, I'm, I'm going in there not to get up 
and be the screaming preacher because that's not my thing. You know, that's not my gig. That's not why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to, to influence people um, with the Lord's wishes through music and through storytelling and to get them curious enough to say, you know, I want to take a look under the hood and see because we've all been there, right? We've all like said, you know, I'm in this church that's just ridiculous. And I don't know what's going on. I mean, I was raised Catholic. So, um, you know, the musical thing and it's all very, very stoic and and just it's not as engaging as it could be i guess um so i needed something more so now i go to a baptist church but i i think the point i'm trying to make is that once again god designs his own uniqueness around each of our our gifts from him and that's the beauty of it all it's like no two are alike everybody has their different way of reaching people so god bless you for helping this person out and and saving them you know it's just it's just amazing. Hey, let's talk about the book. So let's let's talk about this. You know, uh, who were you before the world told you who to be? Where did that come from? Do you, did that just come out of the blue one night or is it was a title that you worked on? This is a great title. Do you have your seatbelts fastened tightly? We're going to find out who were you before the world told you who to be right back to my interview with Gina right after this. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On, and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, the title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby, and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. Well, thank you for that. You know what? It actually did come to me one day um, when I, you know, because part of my story is getting frustrated with just our conditioned mind and the conditioned way that we feel that we have to live our life. And it, that is what I have helped people, even in my coaching business, peel away from. Like you're feeling this pain and this disharmony because you're trying to fit into a mold that God hasn't created you for. Right. And so, um, you know, I partnered with Transformation TV, and actually, I had written a book right before, which um, I should share: Forty Four Days Returning to Love. I should have brought that. Yes. Brought that book. I actually do have it right over there, but. Uh, I partnered with Transformation TV and we were building, um, you know, the TV show that I'm launching, Soul Stories, but one of, part of that was writing a book. And I had already started on this book. So it was birthed and um, it was really about, I know just the beginning to my next chapter in my life about helping people, you know, with relationships, relationships starting with themselves and with God, because right. when you can align that and, and 
be walking fully with not only the connection with who God has created you to be outside of all of our conditioned, um, you know, layers and that, and build that relationship with God, all other relationships in your life thrive because I think our life is all about relationships and it starts with the relationship with God and the relationship with yourself first. Yeah. You, you, you just nailed it there because, um, that's, I've said that to people before where like, if you, if you want to get to know somebody on a personal level, you're never going to go anywhere without starting by having a conversation with them, you know? And it's, I think it's no different with, with the Lord. I mean, he, he accepts the facts that we're, the fact that we're human and with all our faults and frailties and, and mistakes. So, um, reaching out is, is so important to make that, take that first step and just start. You can't start without starting. So, um, I always, I always say, you know, you got to make the first move. Don't think, you know, you're angry because, well, I said a prayer and nothing ever happened. <laughs> it's like, you, there's a whole lot more to it than that, you know? So, um, so I think that's just great. So let me ask you this. Um, What's going on with the TV show now? Um, the one you just mentioned, uh, Transformation TV, is is that something that um, that's something brand new? Is is that correct? Yes. And, okay. So and um, actually, the TV show is the show that I interviewed you on. Okay. I, I wasn't sure because you have so many shows here, Gina. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Which, which one was I on? <laughs> yes. By the way, I had a great time on that. That was really awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited to share it with the world. It's going to be brilliant and amazing. Um, it is a new platform, though, with Transformation TV. Um, so I am excited about that because stories on my own and it just kept like it wasn't happening but it's a vision that and even the title I feel very strongly about that um but it wasn't happening and again what did I say earlier if it is hard and it's not yeah. flowing the timing is off something's off so let it go like that's that's the best thing I can offer to everyone watching today is just let it go if it's meant to be it will happen and it's probably well it always is better than what you perceive it to be but um, can I also share with you because I have the soul stories that I'm super excited about but something yeah that, let's get um, into it yes let's get into it I and and this is where it's like people are gonna go what she's doing two you know two shows the other one that I'm really excited James and and we did some of these a couple of years ago it's called the sister show and we started with me and this other gal that has was one of the directors in sisterhood connections we're having conscious conversations and really talking about different things. Sometimes they're the things that people don't feel comfortable talking about, but we want to come in with different cultures, different ideas, and have a beautiful conversation, a beautiful soul sisterhood conversation. And I haven't done that show for a while because again, that began being hard again, and we just have fired it back up. And I'm not going to release the details, but um, we have another platform looking at that show and 
we have four now, four hosts and from all different backgrounds. And I'm so excited, James. So everyone's, you know, once they get connected with me, they'll, they'll see me talking about the sister show, but maybe we'll have another conversation then on that topic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Such good luck to you on that. That's really awesome. So give us some, you know, as a, you're, you're in a really an accomplished, um, woman, Gina, because to do all this, you have to have uh, some scheduling power and some real organizational skills to make all this happen. So for those of um, that are listening, because I do have a lot of singer songwriters that listen to this show also. And one of the things I've noticed is a, is a hole in our collective game um, is uh, organizational skills, um, could be the greatest artists in the world. And somehow they can just not show up on time or forget the date or something. So can you share with us um, what you employ to keep yourself focused as any special tools that, that you like, um, you know, to keep all of these and you have a family too on top of that. So you have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things going and it's a very, um, it's a very, um, it's a busy schedule. I can see just by looking at what you're doing. So can you share some of your ideas with us? Yes. And you know, I've done different things. So one of my favorite, for those of you um, entrepreneurs, one of my favorite platforms is Acuity. Right now I'm okay. currently not using that just because of, I'm going to be real with this, my son's schedule. I have to bounce around my son's schedule. He's got football, he's got baseball, he's got, you know, school that I take him to and from and super proud of that because that was one of my driving forces of my why right. is um, being in business to be able to be there for him. So it's a perfect question because I know that if I can do it, anyone can do it, but it is about learning what, what your style is because some people are so structured. They like the, you know, acuity is really, really good for that. But I found with acuity, I would have to keep going in and updating my son's games. And it, it was actually harder with just the way that my life is now. But yeah. when I was, had the academy, my academy, everything was done through acuity and it worked perfectly. But what I want to share now of the way that my world works now, because I also am, I've partnered with the YMCA working on some women's and girl programs, uh, confidence programs. And so that is a whole other variable, but now I've got it to where they schedule me two days a week, short, time frames where I can put those in and then I work everything around that. And what I found was the Google calendar. I, I live for that now. Like, yeah, I, isn't that awesome? <laughs> it is because now, yeah. and I have the app on my phone and it's way better. It's, it's better for me because sometimes it's like, Oh, I can't do that because I've got a game. So I'll go and I just edit it all. But I live, I have to have that now because I, I have interviews and everything, you know, for the podcast show, but now I try to keep those where I mentally know, okay, the why is this day and this day. And then my interviews for the podcast are this day and this day. Um, and then I, my son can fit in and around those. Yeah. And it's so much better. But now that he's in school, I try to do everything early in the day and it actually makes it really good. I, yeah. I, I can work with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in the uh, in the Google Calendar because I used all kinds of different scheduling programs and I went back to Google and it's just with the color coding, like certain VAs will go into certain colors and set things up. And also, um, you know, if you do a lot of like uh, batch 
do things in batches. I'm, I mean, I learned that from all of the um, all of the big players when I first started mine. It's like interviews all the same day, uh, editing all the same day. I mean, I have a lot of other people helping me now, but when you do it that way, it's just it, it's just so much easier because you're you're just run it all and then boom, you go on to the next thing, you know. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Acuity, folks, and Google Calendar. Any other pearls? Um, yeah, actually, um, well, I just want to back up what you said. I think the color coding, because when you look at it quick, your mind is going to get used to, like I have a, yeah. a Monday mastermind and now it's been moved to Tuesdays, but I always know that color is specifically for that. And when you get, you know, used to those colors it i know it sounds weird especially for those creative brains it actually helps a lot yeah. um so yeah and and i love how you've already done that with you know editing on one day and it it streamlines things where you know what day it is and you know what to expect and you can put that face on you know how yeah. how, how that's going to look for your day yeah what are you most excited about for the rest of um, the rest of this year? Like with all the things you got going on, um, what is it the the most exciting thing that you have in your arsenal that really has got you jazzed? It's hard to decide between Soul Stories and the Sister Show. The the getting out, um, you know, on camera was something. If someone told me I was going to be doing that or writing books, I would have said, "You don't know who I am," because that is not me. I'm not one that I like to be in in front front and center. But all of a sudden, now there's something about um, these shows that it doesn't feel like work. And so I'm yeah. most excited actually about both of them because they're different yet the same. Yeah. Um, and it's my, you know, I, I, I told my friend the other day, it feels like art to me, like a paint, a, uh, an artist that goes and paints, uh, you know, painting a canvas, painting a canvas. I feel that these shows are that part for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been said by so many others that, um, you know, you just need to like figure out doing something that you would do without getting paid for. And that's your passion, you know, and, and you do it anyway. Like you do it without, like most of us songwriters would, we'll just keep writing songs no matter what. Like even if they're having a successful career, if the, the, the success goes away, if you're a true artist, and when I say go away, I mean in a monetary sense, if you're a true artist, you keep doing that because that's what you do you sing or you write or you play or whatever it is, you know, so you just do that. And all the other things surrounding that are just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Money's good. And you know, a little attention here and there, that's good, but that's not why I'm doing this, you know? So I, I'm trying to encourage the younger ones to say, you know, if you really meant to do this, um, tough out the, you know, tough out the hard days and the hard weeks and years and, just keep doing what you're doing and the blessings will fall into place. And the blessing is like every time you sit down to write a book or write a song or, or sing a song or step on stage, those are the blessings, you know? So it's just, it's really a gift to have this. So tell me, um, what is the family uh, saying about all, all of your, your enterprising and everything? How is that balance going? Because I know it's, it's hard to balance everything. So I, I know you've got a supportive family. So how is that going? I am so blessed, James. My husband, I cannot say 
any, I mean, nothing but positive. He's been more than supportive in so many ways. And my son, I think he doesn't know any different because um, when I walked away from my corporate job, he was only maybe a year and a half, two years old, I think. And you no, know, maybe he was three, but he, his reference point is mommy in session or mommy is behind the screen. And recently, James, he asked me, can I be interviewed? I want to be on your show. So <laughs> I decided I actually am going to interview my little dude because he's got yeah. these children have a lot of light that um, we can learn a lot from. But he also, he's giving me little niblets uh, of, um, mom, you should do this. And he's seven years old, James. So I have wow. a very supportive family. Now yeah. my outside family, I think James, they get, they can't keep up. They're like, wait, what? You just released another book. What, what, what? But they are loving and they're supportive and they're there for me, but they, they can't keep up. <laughs> and yeah. my, my husband can't even either. Like, I don't tell him everything that I'm doing because sometimes I feel like short circuit people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the other the advantage to that sometimes is, you know, it's such a moving escalator, this thing. And it's like, by the time, like, if you share something with somebody, the next day it's changed or the next week. And it's like, and they circle back to that conversation, but I thought you were a, and I, whoa, 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 that, wait, when was that that I told you? It's like, that's ancient history now. So everything shifted. I'm on to a whole, so I'm very, I've learned to be very temperate about the way I, you know, how much I share and any details because, you know, you come off like a nut sometimes. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with this guy? He just was doing this. Now he's doing something else, you know? No, I'm still doing everything, but just there's <laughs> emphasis on this one right now, you know? <laughs> I can so much appreciate that, James. I, I just got a vision of you, and it's like the male version of me. I yeah. know. It's like people can't wrap their brain around it. They're like, what? But that's where we thrive. And I've learned, yeah. you know, because early on, I did have some coaches that said, whoa, you got to stop doing all of this. And I did do that. And guess what happened? Everything it was, it was terrible. And yeah. one of the things, uh, the event that you and I went to, one of my biggest takeaways was getting that freedom to say, it's okay that I work like that. I operate that way and that's okay. Guess what? That's how I was created. That's who I was before the world told me who to be. Yeah. So you have to listen <laughs> to what works for you. No cookie cutter in this girl, man. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You well, said you're a Trojan, and I, I've always said I'm a unicorn, so hey, there we have it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, you know, it's very hard for a creative person to, you know, to laser focus on one thing. And that's why, you know, all my brands have taken so long to, to come to, like, real businesses because, um, you know, I was building all these different things and, you know, recording albums in Nashville and, and the podcast is a lot of work and all of these things um, take a tremendous amount of energy. So, um, you end up going in a circle and in some cases, if you're not like really careful, you can, you can just burn everything and not have any success. But if you strategically keep looking at what needs help and love at that time, then you go back to that and say, I need to focus on this one, especially intensely for the next 60 days. And I'm not, turning my back on the other things. Um, however, you know, I, when I went to Nashville to record, um, the, uh, mercy album with Christine for, uh, the I am victorious album, 
um, the Lord actually told me to pause the podcast. He didn't say stop it. He said, and I, I didn't understand it, but I got it because at, when I was down there, I was so entrenched and so focused on making this record that um, I didn't have the bandwidth to focus on artists and helping other people. So it was a, it was a wise thing to do, you know, rather than try to keep everything going. So there's times when we, you know, we're, we're blessed to have this, but we just need to, to manage our fuel resources. I think, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So when is, um, let's talk about, um, the airing of like, when is this, this show going to come out? So we can just share that with people to tune in like your, your show. So the, the Soul Stories is actually launching in the next couple of weeks. We right. did have a little bit of a hiccup with the launch, and that's okay. Like okay. any time we start things, um, you know, things can happen. We, we are at the mercy of technology sometimes. Yeah. Um, so within the next couple of weeks, and I'm so excited, and my show's every two weeks, so they can tune in twice a month. Um, but then the sister show will be probably launching the, the first part of this year, um, waiting on a couple of other confirmations. But we have committed to once a month, which feels really, really good. We have a woman streaming in from Dubai uh, and a wow. woman from Houston, Texas. I myself in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and one of our soul sisters in Idaho. So we're really excited about that. So you said, you said the first of, it's going to be the first of next year. You said this yes. year. Uh, next it, year. Excuse so January. Okay. So January. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. I was worried that I missed the whole year. Like if, <laughs> it's October. I'm like, what, where was I? <laughs> so listen, we're just starting to wrap up here. Um, Gina, let's um, give us a, a passing prayer. If you would, if you're comfortable with that or, just some best wishes and any last uh, words of wisdom you'd like to share with people who are tuning into the show. And there are a lot of musical people, singers, songwriters, and authors, speakers, and thought leaders all around the world who, and the people who are fans of their work are always tuning in. So would you like to just close it out and say something special um, on behalf of all that you have done and are doing uh, to just bless these folks who are out there looking for soul stories. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, James. And I would love to share, um, you know, the peace blessing that I say in pretty much everything that I do. And I just want to just preface by saying that uh, there was one day I was woke, I woke at 3am, it was around 3am. And the way that I'm writing, sometimes inspiration will come through. And I know it's the Lord just like, okay, you know, and, and even my own self, like this needs to come out. And when I began writing it, I didn't know it was going to be the peace blessing. It felt more almost like a poem at first but I wrote it all out and believe it or not, it took maybe 10 minutes. I say that. And it's like, seriously, these words were flowing that fast. And when I looked at it, I was like, this is some sort of prayer or something. And after about two weeks, I realized it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a universal blessing. And so um, I want to share that. And I thank you for letting me share yes, it. Yes, It's very important. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So Excellent. what I always, um, you know, and it's, I always encourage people to connect however it is, but I always like to put my hand over my heart, take some big, deep breaths. Cause that helps us tune into ourself and our God connection inside. So just with me, take a couple of 
long, deep breaths, deep cleansing breaths. And just really tuning in to who you were before the world told you who to be. And before I say the peace blessing, I just want to take a moment and lift James today and thank James not only for this opportunity, but God, I also am lifting him to you. All of the, all of the work that he's doing and the beautiful vision and the lives that he's, he's transforming. And I just lift him and his vision to you, God, and thank you so much. And I also want to lift all of the viewers that are tuning in right now, because there's a divine reason that you're here listening to this specific uh, podcast show, but also just connecting with James and myself. And so I just want to lift all of the viewers and, and lift them to you, God because I know you are the one that makes this possible. And right now, I just ask each and every one of you guys to just breathe in the beautiful person that you are. Oftentimes we don't honor who we are and our individuality and our authenticity of who God has created you to be. And, and may this peace blessing today as you hear it, may it anchor in you feeling good about who you are and walking away feeling like, wow, I got this. I can do this. And it's okay that some people may not accept me, but I trust that there are people out there that will understand me. And that's the beautiful part. I offer my love and my light to the planet. May all who suffer be comforted. May all who are in pain be healed. May all who are in anger be given peace. May all be restored and may grace be showered upon the world. May all who are asleep awaken to remember. May all beings live together in peace and harmony with remembering the love that is available to all. May the light illuminate all darkness of the past, present, and future, seen and unseen, conscious and unconscious on all levels of reality. May there be love, may there be light, and may there be peace. And so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. That was awesome. Gina Harris, thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution. It was wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for the blessing, for your contributions with your writing, uh, your coaching, helping so many people. And I just want to wish you and your family and your career all the love and luck on this journey. Thank you so much for having me, James, and, and many blessings to all of your listeners. Thank you. And I, I wish you the blessings um, in prosperity, abundance, and health in all areas of what you do. Who were you before the world told you who to be? 44 Days Returning to Love and Manifest Your Power Partner also co-authored Step Forward and Shine. These are the stories of Gina Harris. If you want to check out more about Gina, go over to GinaHarris.com and support her. Check out all that she has to offer you in your life. And don't forget, that's Gina Harris spelled J-E-N-A-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. Thanks so much for being here on the Dharmic Evolution today. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Gina just like I did. Had a great time catching up with her 
uh, a new dear friend in my life. So blessed to have her as part of my tribe. And I hope she's part of yours also. Don't forget to go to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the artists on the website over there. We've got unbelievable talent around the world and an exciting new project in the works that is going to embrace all of these talents that we've um, put out there for the last three years. Uh, So I hope you guys stay tuned for that. But go over to the site and check out everybody that's on that site. I think you're going to be really impressed And also at the bottom, you can leave a comment if you would, please. That would be uh, really, really awesome. So uh, we always appreciate when people comment on the artists, authors, speakers, and thought leaders who have been on this show. So drop a comment in at the bottom of the website and support your favorite artist, favorite author, favorite speaker, or it could be all three or all four or all five. Also, if you haven't checked out our Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page, go over and check that out. If you have new content, a song, a video, a photo shoot, a gig, a new book, something, a conference, put it up there. We want to be able to uh, appreciate, support you, and uh, you know, give a shout out to the world about what you're doing. That's what we put it up there for. Hey, next week, check out my Storyteller series in which I'm featuring a song called Beat the Piñata. Yes, it's about abuse, uh, getting through abuse, suffering through abuse, but then coming out the other side. It does not all have to be for the downside the rest of your life. There are ways to cope with and uh, deal with a situation like that. So we're going to dig into that a little bit next week. So I hope you join me on that one. It's DE192, Beat the Pinata on the Storyteller Series. Hey, that's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. It's in